On this Wednesday morning, thanks to Vossi and Brandy for setting the scene this morning. As you can gather, there's a lot around, both weather-wise and sporting-wise. Wherever you tuned in on SEN across the network, hope you're having a good start to this Wednesday morning at 11.70am in Sydney and our greater area around that, especially down towards the south and southwest at the moment. And that's actually going to swing around and hit from the north According to the Bureau, the weather is going to be pretty nasty. So tops of 26 degrees, but up to 30 millimetres of rain, a 95% chance of rain becoming less likely at night, they're saying. The chance of a thunderstorm possibly severe and winds will be north northeasterly up to 30 kilometres an hour. But there are bigger storms around for the rest of today and into tomorrow coming at us from all angles. I actually went into the bomb website this morning. They do a little YouTube preview where you can read the weather forecast or you can actually go and watch the forecaster talk you, uh, talk through what's happening and what's going to happen. And essentially there are some really big storms ahead and around us. Speaking of big, well, the big show has done it again. Glenn Maxwell has done it again, and we'll get into the details of that. But straight off the bat, so to speak, this morning, I want you to tell me who is our biggest show on the world sporting stage? Because Glenn Maxwell, with the huge audience that he's playing to, and of course what he did in the ODI World Cup, would you'd have to say in the last couple of months has had more eyeballs on him in a sporting sense than probably any other Australian athlete at the moment. Maybe... In Formula One, Dan Ricciardo and Oscar Piastri have been in that level. And, of course, the other Aussies in the mix as well. But he's got a huge following in India, of course. So to have the others, Glenn Maxwell and David Warner. But who is our biggest show? There was a time back before social media where if you went to another part of the world and they said to you, oh, you're an Australian, they just hit you straight up with, say, Greg Norman, for instance, a global game in golf. And that's what Australia was known for, who Australia was known for. And now you think of the athletes plus the exposure plus everything else that goes with it. And it does beg the question off the back of the big show, who's our biggest show? Now, get this. In a social media snapshot that Tommy and I did this morning, just on Instagram alone, if we look at the amount of followers, and whilst you and I, most of my audience will go, oh, really? Is it? it is important and it does give you a good litmus test, I guess, of exactly who's where and doing what on the world stage. David Warner's got 10.6 million Instagram followers. Daniel Ricciardo's got 8.9 million. So they're way ahead of the rest of just some of the names that we were looking at this morning. Nick Kyrgios, 4.2 million. It also goes to who's active on social media. And Davey Warner's very, very active. And so too is Dan Ricciardo. So cricket, a big game, but not a fully global game. Tennis, a global game. Formula One, very big all around the world and off the back of drive to survive. Then we've got soccer. Sam Kerr's got 1.8 million Instagram followers, which is ahead of Paddy Cummins. Then you go to our golfers at the moment. We did a quick check. Cameron Smith with just under 400,000. And then you go to our footy players... In terms of NRL, Reese Walsh is about the biggest that we could find quickly this morning, 417,000 followers on Insta. So when you put all that into the mix, the global stage, 
how popular they are out there in social media, how much they generate publicly and publicity for their sport. Who do you reckon is our biggest show? If you lobbed into another country tomorrow and you said, hey, I'm an Aussie, who do you reckon they're going to identify you with in a sporting sense? Text or call this morning. I want to build a top three, and I wonder how different it is or how many names that we're not thinking about there that you can help us along the way with. Who is Australia's biggest show in world sport? 0457 736 736 is the text line. As you know, 1300 01 1170 if you want to debate that one on the hotline. Alistair Dobson is the general manager of the BBL and WBBL. He'll be my guest this morning. Smithy's back over in SENZ as uh, host of the mornings, of course. So we'll catch up with Smithy and talk cricket. Jess Sergis, who's recently re-signed and extended that deal with the Sydney Roosters, will be on the line. And so too Sydney FC defender Joel King, which is interesting. I'll have a chat with Joel about this sin bin rule that the boys were talking about this morning. It just sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? A yellow card and then there's a red card or what sits in between in football. An orange card, perhaps, with 10 minutes on the sidelines. So we'll cover that. So Glenn Maxwell, 104 not out of 48 balls, eight fours, eight sixes. And the way he did it was very Glenn Maxwell-like. He got to 147 deliveries. And off the last four balls, he went six, four, four, four. It's his fourth T20 century. And it's the joint fastest for an Australian batsman alongside Aaron Finch and Josh Inglis. So India three for 222, Australia five for 225. So 447 runs scored in this match. Travis Head was there with 35 off 18 balls and he'll be the last man standing after all of the other ODI World Cup players return home and they deserve the break. In fact, Glenn Maxwell would he- will head home. Marcus Stoinis, Josh Inglis, Sean Abbott, Steve Smith, Adam Zampa also back. And some of those guys have been on the road for a long, long time. Matt Wade, in charge of the Australian team, had this to say, not only off the back of Maxwell, but let's not forget there's a series at play here. I mean, we've sort of brushed over this because a lot of people are saying, why are we doing it? It's a five-match series, and this win means that Australia stay alive in that series. India now lead 2-1. Quite a few changes happening. Um, a lot of the guys that played the World Cup are now going to head home and um, we've got some fresh faces coming in. So, um, you know, we're excited to see a few younger players play in India and um, I think, you know, some fresh legs and um, some fresh energy is going to be big for us over the next two games. But, um, yeah, I think we've just got to contain with the ball. If we can keep the scores around 200, if the wicket's are going to play like that, then um, we'll give our batters every chance to, to kind of chase it. But, um, yeah, we're... We're confident that the guys that are going to come in are going to introduce a, another level of energy. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're hoping that'll be enough. So a big change coming. Next match is Friday morning at uh, same time. So half past 12, just after midnight, start on Friday morning. Meanwhile, changes could be coming to the Australian Test team. Now, we played you a bit of Andrew McDonald and the chat that he had with Jared Waitley yesterday around the David Warner situation. But it does pose the big question about what happens after so ad after david so you have a look at the openers who are in contention and the prime minister's 11 could be crucial here that'll be first up marcus harris matt renshaw cameron bancroft or does manus labashay move up to open steve smith goes to three 
Cameron Green comes back in the side at maybe number four? Or does Travis Head go straight up and open? Or does Alex Carey open and Green slots lower down in the order? The Australian selectors will name their squad for the first test against Pakistan next week. From the reports this morning and overnight, 14-man squad, Cam Green likely to be picked but will be 12th man and appears as though David Warner will be selected for the Pakistan test matches and therefore bow out as a test player with his final match at the SCG. So some questions here for Australia are quite interesting. The options are there for opener. But do they make a shift with an incumbent batsman or do they look to a new start at the top once David Warner moves on? But it would be a new start with three players who've been there before in the test arena. Marcus Harris has played 14 tests. So too has Matt Renshaw and Cam Bancroft played just the 10 tests before all that went down. But he's back. And then what to do with Cameron Green? 24 test matches. He played in the fourth test in the Ashes. But now he's been just put aside for the minute. I mean, they call him a generational player, and you'll hear from Andrew McDonald in just a sec. Do they keep him waiting now that Mitch Marsh is re-established, or do they make room for him to return by shuffling the order around? He averages 34.9 batting at number six and 27 batting at number seven. Or do they throw a real curveball? We love a curveball on the show and make Cameron Green a test opener. I don't think that's likely at the moment, but you can see that the options there are varied. And does it go to trying to get Cam Green back into the team sooner rather than later? Does it go to picking the best team, which is where they'll start? Does it go to one eye on what happens after David Warner departs the test team? Let's have a listen to Australian coach Andrew McDonald on that issue in particular around Cameron Green and his spot in the batting lineup, here's Andrew McDonald talking to Jared Waitley on SEN. What does you know, Cam Green's future look like in the Test team? Is it a matter of waiting for for Mitch um, to, to finish, or is it could there be another spot that opens up over time? And look, he's batted six most of his Test career, but he's been a fantastic number four for for WA, and I think averages close to fifty in in Shield cricket. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's always the the idea that you can potentially shift the order to make room um, and put your best six batters or what you see as your best six batters in a certain order. And we've seen that in Australian cricket before. We've seen, I think, David Boone went from three to opening. I think Justin Langer went from three to opening. Shane Watson went from six to opening, if I'm, I'm, I'm right. So there has been um, the ability to reshuffle and, and for that to be successful. But as I said, we'll pick the best 11 for that first test match in Perth. So I guess it'll come down to that. Is it a reshuffle or is it a, a selection... Um, scenario that they're looking further down the track to try and bet in somebody. So that first test against Pakistan is in Perth. December 14, that will start. Before that, we've got the Prime Minister's 11 at Manuka Oval, December 6 through to 9, so next Wednesday down there in Canberra. So the Pakistan series, Perth, MCG, SCG. And all things being equal, the way that they're playing out, the SCG test will be Davy Warner's last for Australia. Then they go into the West Indies, and this is where they need to start thinking about those changes. The Windies at Adelaide, and then the Gabba as well. And Andrew McDonald just mentioned Sheffield Shield. Well, yesterday, New South Wales ended up 7 for 178 against Tasmania at the SCG. Ollie Davies is there, 58 not out. They were sent into bat by Tassie, and it looks as though rain will play a part. Sam Constas with 10 
on debut and Lawrence Neil Smith five for 44. But did you see Peter Hanscom refusing to walk in the match between Victoria and South Australia in Adelaide? So he was given out after a catch at third slip by South Australian skipper Jake Lehman. Now, when he came in, Victoria were in all sorts. They were two for four. While he was there, Will Pekofsky got out. They were three for 21. Then Hanscom edges to the slips. He was given out. They celebrated. It was a sharp catch. He stood his ground. They showed the replays, but, of course, there's no DRS. But he was given out, and he stood his ground, stood his ground, and then the umpires eventually had to tell him to go. So he was saying that Lehman had caught or taken the catch and that he's, he hadn't taken it cleanly, essentially. It's a, it was a tight one, but Hanscom was clearly given out and the South Australian fielders clearly said it was out and he didn't want to go. A bizarre situation. So then they were four for 29. He, were, he was gone for seven. They were four for 29, Victoria. And then Sam Harper comes in and hits 101 not out of 66 balls to bring them back to five for 187. Third fastest century in Shield history. His ton actually came off 64 deliveries. So some bizarre stuff happening in Sheffield Shield. In the WBBL last night, the Brisbane Heat knocked the Sydney Thunder out, so they won by 44 runs. That means that the Heat will go into tonight's challenger against the Perth Scorchers over there at the Wacker and the Adelaide Strikers waiting in the wings. Rugby League, of course, as we told you yesterday, the deal between the Bulldogs and the Sharks and Connor Tracy. Um, we can go through all of this again and get your thoughts on the Bulldogs signings, but the article that was written uh, in tandem by Michael Carianis, David Riccio and Brent Reid, the opening paragraph, I reckon, has absolutely nailed this position and, and what's happening here. Canterbury's continued the NRL's biggest recruitment drive and Cronulla has emerged as the new sleeping giant of the free agency market. So Canterbury continuing to just pick apart the signings list and add and add and add and extend and extend. And meanwhile, Cronulla over there just freeing up some space and freeing up some cap space to make sure that they've got the cash when other players appear on the market. And there are other players out there ready to appear on the market. So a really good summary in the first paragraph. The big drive continues at the Bulldogs and the big sleeping giant is awakened, awakened at the Cronulla Sharks in terms of free agency. The Australian Open starts tomorrow at the Australian and the Lakes. Some really good pairings, but I wonder what the weather's going to do here to the Australian Open. Let's hope that it doesn't bother it. We've got the two courses at the Lakes tomorrow. Early will be Minwoo Lee, Cameron Smith and Rukuya Hoshino. So they'll get away really early, just after 7 o'clock. A little bit later, we'll have Mark Leishman and Cam Davis. And in between that, Minji Lee and Steph Kiriaku, who we spoke to yesterday. Meanwhile, at the Australian, how's this for a first round pairing? At midday, Adrian Naronk, the defending champion, Adam Scott, the 2009 champion and runner-up last year, and Matt Jones, a two-time winner of the Australian Open and also a previous runner-up, all in the same group together. And at 12.22, Aaron Baddeley and Lucas Herbert will be part of a group. Remember, Aaron Baddeley won it as an amateur in 1999 and then backed up the year after as a professional. 
So he's a two-time Australian Masters champ. And I'll get your thoughts too around the reports this morning that Joseph Suali, he could make his Wallabies debut as soon as November next year. So once the deal with Rugby League finishes and the deal with Rugby Union starts, he may well be pitchforked into a game playing for Australia. Could be, maybe, if they decide to hand him that Wallabies jersey. If, if the Roosters made the grand final and the Wallabies decided to play him in what would be the first match, and if we have to go, we have to go off a couple of years ago of the dates of the spring tour, there could be less than a month in between playing his last NRL game and his first game as a Wallaby, which would be an extraordinary, extraordinary position. 0457736736. So this morning, we want to know who do you think is Australia's biggest show? in world sport one th- world sport it's got to be a global game one 1170 is our open line number plenty of texts coming through on 0457 736 736 and the makeup possibly of the australian team after we wrap up the pakistan series after that series is done the makeup of your australian team at the top of the order once davy warner Moves on. Uh, We've got all that in front of us right here on this Wednesday morning on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, your home of sport.